1: Oh, hi, I'm Jason Klom. uh, I'm Alan Rickert. And this is Dispatches Dispatches from from Fort Awesome. Awesome, A News news Radio
0: Podcast. podcast. We can never sink it.
1: Nope, nope, that'll (laughs) never happen. Jen is on the ether, but under the weather. But our guest this week is Lauren Weston. Thank you so much for being here. Thank
2: Thank you you for having me. This is an honor.
1: Now, let's tell people why you are here. You are an author. You make words with your fingers, um, <laughs> but tell people what you've written.
2: Um, I have written Bill McNeil's life story. Mm-hmm. So where Bill failed in writing his memoirs, I decided it needed to be written. So I have written Sometimes a Drinking Man with <laughs> Four Word by Jimmy Jane.
1: <laughs> I got to say, there's a, there a number of things going on. So number one, I had wanted to write this for years and was so happy that it, the other person, the person who decided to actually sit down and do it knows what they're doing. (laughs) That's number one. (laughs) Number two, I assumed it would have been like the microphone never never blinks, but you picked the one that it never even occurred to me is like, that's a funny joke for a half sentence, but it does work as a title. It's a very good title.
2: It does. And and if you get uh, far enough into the book, he works it in as just like a regular sentence in Mm -hmm. the also. (laughs) I say he like, works and like as if Bill McNeil actually wrote it. <laughs>
1: he did in in well, he, spirit. He certainly did. It, it did. reads. Well, it,
0: I was just going to say it. You, uh, the point of view of Bill McNeil is captured perfectly. My question is, I know this is mid nineties, but did Bill technically write it, or are you his actual ghostwriter? Or good that's question. The, that's the question.
1: That's a good question.
0: I wrote this
2: as if he actually wrote it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So. um I think in the foreword Jimmy mentions that um it took him several tries but he did finally get there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't not hear it in Phil Hartman's voice. That's that is a point uh, several points really uh to you because uh yeah, no. It's 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 very good.
0: I was uh, uh there was a part of me when I first heard about you doing this that I was like okay, it's just going to say what is it uh like the, and then the rest of the pages were going to be empty. I had a, <laughs> <laughs> the
2: there was a time where I was like, wouldn't that be the, the biggest prank on it? So I just for like a year talked about, yeah, I'm writing this thing. And then I put it out and everyone bought it. And it just said the outline and the rest
0: was blank. You keep going back like, ah, oh, my, my publisher wants rewrites. And, and
1: <laughs> <laughs> we should also point out you did the cover art too. I don't know if you knew that, that Alan, but the cover, art. you hold that yeah. up again. Yeah. It's yeah. So good. It's so good. Based it's off
0: so
2: of a, a photo that was, I think, from a promo shoot for these mm-hmm. radio sitting on an old timey radio. It's
0: so cool. it's also, very it's very impressive when the author can also do the illustrations. I know, right?
2: <laughs> oh, and I've got um I don't know if you guys have seen the physical copy, but that's the only way to get the back cover, oh. which features Dave's door.
1: So good. again, That's awesome. Everybody's doing all this shit with Dave's door, and I'm so jealous. I love I
2: think uh, you're the inspiration for that. We've fallen in love with your obsession with Dave's door.
1: I'll take it. I'll <laughs> take it. That's so good. Yeah, I need to get a physical copy. This it looks i you know also, you've made Bill look much more wholesome than you've mm. written him. You've written him true to character.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, if he was gonna agree to what was going on the cover, it, it would have to be something he felt was flattering right mm-hmm. and the publisher would probably want it to sell a little better than what's inside the book <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i think you're right uh, it's a,
0: it's such an impressive it uh uh reminds me of what i read gee Wilder's autobiography if somebody but if somebody was like mentally way more messed up yeah
1: <laughs> yeah you know you're not wrong there's a lot of um he goes through a lot of abuse in that book lauren have you ever read that book I have not. Oh, it's called Kiss Me Like a Stranger. It's, it's so good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll recommend it for anybody who's had OCD, doesn't need themselves diagnosed by a book written by an author. But if you have severe anxiety, read that book. It'll at least make you feel like you're not alone. It's a very, <laughs> it's a very good book. Um, now, uh, Alan and I were both thinking about this. How long did it? I, I didn't. It feels like you said, oh, yeah, I'm writing this not that long ago. How long did it actually take you to write this?
2: So I had sort of ideas coming together for probably the last two years or so, but I would just like sort of keep a little notebook and jot down ideas like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if there was a story like this in there? But I didn't actually start really writing it until um, last March uh, pandemic. I was kind of like, okay, I'm home all the time now. So let's do something with this time. So yeah, probably uh, about nine months of real actual writing. Man.
1: So, wow. wait, so we found the one person who actually did something with their pandemic time. This
2: is <laughs> yep. remarkable. <laughs> well, I already knew how to make sourdough, so that mm. was out. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I got to come up with something else. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I do have to. Ask. So, uh, he goes through, I mean, besides, you know, uh, parents, college buddies, uh, there's a chapter on everyone at WNYX. How, how do you think? each person would uh, uh, react to their portrayal, right?
2: um, I think most of them would hate it. Most <laughs> of them would absolutely hate it. And in fact, um, <clears throat> I've got endorsements from some of the cast members on the back and uh, Catherine just says, do you think I would actually read that trash? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I was trying to capture, you know, what is Bill's view of each mm-hmm. of these people? And I feel like for the most part there, he really does care about them deep down inside, mm-hmm. but he would never ever let that leak onto the page. <laughs> I yes, think I, the closest he gets is like some slightly veiled respect for Dave. That's about it. Like
0: I, yes, I, I <laughs> each, each POV from Bill on the, I thought you nailed each one. And what's interesting is I actually thought his portrayal of, uh, uh, or his, the chapter on Catherine and the chapter on Dave, for the most part, were actually pretty flattering as much as he's saying, I helped them, I, I'm i the I'm the reason they're the way they are, but it was still like endearing and respectful. I, I guess he's kind of that way with, with everyone, but those two in particular, I was like, okay,
2: okay, good. Yeah, he they, wants to take credit <laughs> for the attributes about them that he admires. But definitely, I think there's like a, a thread of him having some respect for Dave throughout the whole series. And also, I mean, he's definitely in love with Catherine, right? Yeah, (laughs) he doesn't want to admit it, but he is. (laughs) Yeah,
1: there's, there's no doubt about it. Oh
0: man, well, it's so fun because you're, you're up in the, in the, in the series. You're obviously you're up in the air. I know they mentioned about he mentioned about how they had a toddy affair before, but Catherine never really did. So you're like, in this book, is he still kind of making that part up? Did it (laughs) happen? Don't know. (laughs) Like.
2: That's for the reader to decide, but the way he presents it, it sounds like okay. Maybe this happened once. Maybe
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> that's artful. I mean, and you, 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 it's it's in keeping with the the mystique this show surrounds it with. I I like that. Do you? Okay, so here's the thing that I was every time I would think oh, I think I want to write that. I was like fuck. But I okay. I, I'd have to go back to every episode, jot everything down. How much of this was from memory, and how much of this was you going back and taking detailed notes?
2: Um, So I had done a recent rewatch along with your podcast. So I was kind of late in discovering your podcast. So I was really binging my way through it and alongside that, just watching, watching the show. So I had done a full watch through sort of right before I started actually writing it. Mm-hmm. And then um, over this past summer, I my husband had never seen the show. He had maybe seen one episode. And so I told him for my birthday, I want you to watch the entire series with me. This is what we're doing. So, so I good. basically watched the whole series again <laughs> last summer. And then anytime I needed to like reference something I didn't quite remember, or I wanted like a really exact quote or something, I would just look up the transcript online.
0: Yeah. No, that's, it's, it's just, it's such an impressive feat to, to read this, to be like, ah, uh, okay, I remember that from the show, and then some other stuff, be like, I don't remember if this happened, because I didn't, but this feels like it did happen, hmm <laughs>
2: A lot of it was taken from, like, little one-liners, like some tiny little tidbit that made, made you kind of think, like, this is a story of something that actually happened in his life. And mm-hmm. that made me go, okay, that needs to be an entire chapter. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: should, a- no- should be noted that uh, Lauren has done something Jason and I uh, never did, which was, uh, despite taking so many notes and re-watching these episodes and doing podcasts on each episode, mm-hmm. she's got more references down than we ever will. Like, mm-hmm. we- <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean that's one of the many reasons I don't make my way to those Sunday uh, zooms anymore because I just look like an asshole every time. Everybody <laughs> else remembers way more than I do. No, I've been too busy. I actually like. I I don't mind being. I, I love I to, love fun. I,
0: right? I love the group. I Sundays are like the worst days in the morning for me to join on, but I mm-hmm. keep trying to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're doing more um, discussion form than actual trivia now. Like, there's oh. questions that are sort of just like. Yell out an answer, and then we'll talk about it. Kind of thing. So real
1: fun. Algonquin roundtable of news radio fans oh, this is what's happening. <laughs> uh, well, well I actually, should bring. Uh, you, you wanted to make sure you mentioned. I mean, you know, it's up to you. There's this thing is filled with Easter eggs uh, for the show, but also specifically for the fandom, uh, at least the current fandom. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about your, your some of the references there?
2: In the yeah, box? I've already warned a lot of these folks, but um, basically for anyone who is a regular or semi regular. In Neil's uh, Modern News Radio Sunday Zoom get together, um, I have stolen all your names and inserted <laughs> you into Bill's early life. <laughs> I started out trying to name characters because, you know, you really have to fill in his early life. I mean, there's not a whole lot of specifics said about it. And I started trying to make up names. And then I thought, wait a minute. I've got a whole field of these right here. People mm-hmm. would probably love to be included, or maybe they wouldn't, and then maybe they just will block me on Twitter. I don't
1: know. <laughs> all I know is that if Neil appreciates it, he will show you in the worst possible way. <laughs> it will be in the rudest, meanest, but most delightful sweet way.
2: That's, That's how he, that. means he loves
1: you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, when I saw Neil, Tom, and Greg as his friends growing up, I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, okay. <laughs> This is good. This is good. Now, full disclosure, I'm only a quarter of the way through, but I don't read books as fast as I just read this one, so it's already a full recommendation. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so mad. I'm so massively fucking uh, behind on everything. I feel bad. I wish I'd have read the whole book. Alan's read the
0: whole book. No, it, it was, and what's crazy is because uh, what I originally heard of like 320 pages. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, I am the slowest reader, but <laughs> it is a quick read. Like yeah. It's like you're just, and it's it's like I said, it's fun, great point of view, uh this is the biggest compliment i can give for something from a bill mcneil point of view which is you will learn everything about bill but also nothing at all at the same time
2: (laughs) that's a fantastic way to put it actually
1: (laughs) yeah i mean that's the weird thing so if you if you're writing from the perspective of a character who is um uh as superficial as he can be He's very superficial and v- guarded, though. Like, he's superficial because he's so guarded. Like, having to write a, 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 a quote unquote relevant, revelatory book about him and then still keeping, <laughs> somehow keeping it all buried deep down, how he really feels and something. That's a skill. That's a, that's, that's a, have you written comedy that much before?
2: No, this is honestly like my first delve into comedy all and right. now it's kind of all i want to write <laughs> right it's addictive. fun um so i've written I, I published an original novel that was sort of like um paranormal fiction mm-hmm. was classified as very i mean it had there's some jokes in there but it was more dramatic and um i also wrote um Another fan fiction novel, The Walking Dead Files, what? which is a oh, um, wow. The Walking Dead X-Files crossover in which Daryl and Mulder fall in love. love and it. Um, that has a few jokes in it, too, but it's also very serious. Like, I mean, there's zombies everywhere and the aliens are coming. And sure, yeah, it's, it's serious stuff. So this was really my first adventure in comedy. Oh, my God. That's
1: that uh, annoying. It's <laughs> <That's> annoying. <laughs> it's too good for a first thing. No, that's great. That's uh oh. It's, uh, Alan. What's uh? Actually, no. I'm sorry, screw you, Alan. I don't like you anymore. That, that, that hey. no. I just don't like the question I was gonna ask. What? I wanted to ask Lauren. How early did you fall? When did you find news radio?
2: So I actually did not discover news radio until it was already over. Mm-hmm. It was like um I think it was two thousand one or maybe late two thousand, and I was in college and I was working, and so I would go to school all morning and then work a swing shift and get off late in the evening. And, uh, one night after, after work, I went over to, um, my then boyfriend's apartment and he had an episode on like just a rerun in the background. I was like, what is this? And he was like, you never heard of this show. And then that was when I learned that I think it was A&E at the time was Mm -hmm. airing like two episodes back to back every single night in order. And so I just jumped in that became my thing that I did after work every night. And, um, they were in order, but because I just like jumped in somewhere, I'm pretty sure I started in like the middle of season two. Mm-hmm. Watched three, four, five, And then it looped back around and I got to see season one and the front half, half of season two. And then I just kept watching it on a loop. <laughs>
0: of course. I mean, well, it's a, it really. feels like we, uh, uh, all discovered it like a little bit later. Cause I, mm-hmm. I didn't discover until it, it was syndicated after season four of my local, mm-hmm. whatever Fox station that was. But, uh, Jason, you did, you discovered a little bit later too, right? I discovered it like,
1: I'm pretty sure I must've been watching it season one, but like the addiction part happened much later when it was on, on, in reruns. But yeah, I was watching it early just because Phil Hartman was my hero. And I was just like, I'm going to see anything he does. I don't know that I got news radio the first time I saw it, but yeah, I mean, eventually I fell in love. I, I remember talking with people about it at school, which is weird because I don't, most of them wanted to talk about Seinfeld, and I liked Seinfeld at the time too. My t- tastes have since changed to good things, but um, I uh, I know that I talked with some people at school about news radio. I'm pretty sure.
0: Well, I didn't. Even, we didn't. Even, like, did your Lauren, did your husband like the show or was he like oh, yeah. sitting there the whole time like, uh, why am I still oh. watching?
2: <laughs> no, no, he really loved it. And okay. I think part of it for him was just the excitement that he, he saw in me. Like, every time we would start another episode, I would be like, oh my god, this one is so good. I <laughs> thought that was hilarious because it was every episode. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, he really liked it and now he gets, like, I've been using references for years for probably, you know, as long as he's known me and he's just now picking up
1: on it i was just interviewing somebody today earlier today uh and they were they were also talking about there's this weird nerd commitment where you'll make the reference it doesn't matter if the other person gets it but you're kind of making the reference hoping you're throwing a stone in case either they eventually get worn down and they watch the thing or you're 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 in public and you're hoping that some random person gets it and you've just made a best friend for life kind of thing that's kind of how nerds are with references right
2: I mean, I started a new job this year, so I got a whole new set of coworkers, and every day, like for the first month, I brought in my little, I have a, like a little insulated lunchbox with the WNYX logo on yes. it, and I would like, park it on my desk, and it was just like, bait, like somebody, <laughs> somebody recognize what this <laughs> is, please. <laughs> Sadly, it didn't happen, so Damn I had
1: it. to Damn it. <laughs> so you had to quit that job. I had to quit.
2: I got to go find another job. Find now. another one. <laughs>
1: Oh man, yeah. I, that's one of those things where I, I never, I never bother. But that's a good, that's a good way to do it—to have a lunchbox or a thing that's got. Oh, what's that? That's that's a good. That beyond a t-shirt, which you usually can't wear a t-shirt at a job, I guess. Yeah, you're I can wear my
2: spaz t-shirt at my job. I would. I might get questions about it. You might. You might.
0: <laughs> well, if you're not allowed to wear the t-shirt, you can always just wear you know the business outfit, but then the post-its of st- spaz on the back. That's right? also but. true. it's a good look that's a good look
1: what's um well i'm gonna ask you the impossible question what's your favorite episode
2: i think it's got to be smoking yeah it's the one that i probably get the most excited about with every rewatch um i just love anything with a lot of bill and dave together and that one's very special in that they're sort of on the same team Mm -hmm. like i kind of like um jumper for the same reason i wouldn't say that's my favorite but anything where they're sort of like they're working together they're on the same side i really love that
1: yeah yeah that's fair no those are, it's a good dynamic it's one of the it's it's a it's a weirdly cozy dynamic too because that early to have that friendship established in the show that friendship right. and the the clashing is uh i don't know it's strong um,
0: both of them equally snapping at Matthew was one of the best <laughs> yes. best scenes I think on the entire show. Like, That's
2: yeah. probably one of the best scenes ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's friggin' delightful! That's so good. Uh, I also I, I don't want it so. Of what I've read so far, I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody. The funny thing is, like, none of it's spoiled if you've paid attention. I think a lot of it is just like, no, and it's not regurgitated either. You've done a very artful weaving of quotes, scenarios, rough concepts of who he is and what his family was. You've done that very artfully, so it's. but it's not spoiled if you've paid attention. But there are a couple things where you make some very fun leaps, um... That I don't want to give away to anybody. <laughs> but one about his older brother where I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. You took a I, chance and I really kind of like it.
2: I really, I was, I'm so happy that you brought that up because I, I was like, is this too subtle? Is anyone even going to pick up on it? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm so excited that, <laughs> that you got it. It's good. <laughs> it it's is good. Amazing, I'll admit. And I try to justify it a little bit more in the acknowledgments Mm-hmm um yeah i i don't want to spoil it either but <laughs> that was definitely i i took a little artistic license there
1: yeah. i like well you know and the thing is again the nerd about me is like i don't know how i feel about this in terms of canon like the nerd in me is like what and then i'm like no this is really funny idiot like and i really liked it i don't know yeah it's, it's artful it's again you you run the risk of you run the risk of uh, making people not like a thing because they love a character as much as they do. But if I love the character as much as I do and I still enjoy the book and laughed out loud a couple times too, it's hard to make me laugh out loud while I'm reading. But okay. <laughs> no, I definitely did. You know, uh, it's weird, right? Who sits in. in <laughs> some people do. But those people <laughs> are, are, are demented. And I did it today, though. So what are you going to do?
2: I mean, I listen to your podcast largely when I'm walking the dog around the mm-hmm. neighborhood and it makes me laugh out loud. And I get weird looks from people who are like out <laughs> working in their garden or whatever because they probably assume I'm just listening to music or whatever.
1: Uh, right.
2: So I, I will <laughs> accept that compliment and say that you guys are hilarious. <laughs> well,
1: that's, that's kind of you and probably wrong. But it's nice of you to say that and think that and feel that. Um, I'm kidding. I'm being silly. Alan's funny. And Look at that beard! You're
0: funny, Lord's Funny, we're all funny. We're, we're all, all we're all funny people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, uh, I, I, I gotta. So, Jason, I don't think you're quite to these spots yet. But I, I just, and I'm not, I'm not giving it away. But I have to say, there's a, an entire thing where uh, Bill with the Catherine was trying to throw her off by adding the words in bed after every news story that he was bringing up but i just say one of the things that really made me laugh out loud was him saying the governor is expected to appoint a new transit commissioner this week in bed
1: okay that's a very news radio joke that is well done well done have you sent this to anybody from the show
2: I have not. Um, I was a little bit worried about getting sued for stealing all their characters, but. um, (laughs) Not (laughs) by them. um, Paul Sims is not the type, so.
0: No. I think Paul, yeah, Paul Sims would support it. We, we can't speak for NBC themselves, but sure. Paul Sims would definitely Well, you know, NBC think.
1: doesn't even own it. It would be Sony that would see you. And,
0: oh, uh, oh, well,
2: that's fine. That so as long as it. I don't tag Sony. <laughs> yeah, my dream for Paul Sims to just, like, even if he never, like, mm-hmm. read it, read one word, just to put his hand on it and say, like, I bless this as canon. <laughs> sure, right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the dream,
1: right? Like, that's, that's the whole, uh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Why do you think our podcast exists? I'm like, you know, something. Just get us. We just want to be extras. Here's Paul. <laughs> we're just going to reiterate if season six happens or a little movie happens, uh, Alan and, and Jen and I all want to be extras, and so does Lauren. Uh, guest star. Guest star. star. Oh, sorry. Guest star. I'm so sorry. Alan's got a career to worry about. So sorry. Guest star. Um, we need to have at least how many lines is a guest star, Alan? Over five? Uh, it's got to be over five. Over five? Over okay. Five. So <laughs> Alan and I yeah, want.
2: If we're um, ever yes. able to yes. three, I made like a, this could
0: be like the wanted poster for Beardy. <laughs> it's so good. It's so, so good. Oh my God. Yeah. See, yeah. That would be great. Season six. Uh, <laughs> a- they call him Animal, right?
1: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> he's never been called anything. He was, he would have, if written into the show, they would have called him Animal, but on the yeah. Sunday Zooms, he's become Beardy. That's beardy. what we've all yeah. started calling him. So he's Beardy and Animal. Don't know his real name
0: yet. That's fine. No, I would love it if, like, if, if there was a scene six, if it was, yeah, all wanted posters of him and, like, a <laughs> bunch of stuff was missing from the office and <laughs> yeah, that would be great. All, well,
1: what I keep in mind for characters like that is, you know, who's going to have to replace certain actors who probably shouldn't be doing anything anymore? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Animal pops in. Hey, all of a sudden uh he's there. Or you know, or I play Andy Dick's son. That's also fine. I can also do that. Oh, that would totally
0: work. Yeah, that'd totally work
1: works. just fine. Um, okay. Let's let's Ooh. see. I, I please Alan. You've got you finished the book. Well so no no, no, I just said
0: uh, am. What what are, again, uh uh one of my favorite chapters was just on Lisa Miller because just based on her past crimes and stuff, he just Bill describing her as basically a functional alcoholic in that entire t- like is the thing of beauty. So just you gotta you gotta read this, guys.
2: <laughs> and he just didn't give her any credit for anything. Like oh. you, you know she's successful in her career, but it's clearly because you know because she's sleeping with Dave or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, the, the one thing he actually respects about her is how much she's capable of drinking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So good. I I will say in I I have the PDF in front of me. Um, you were kind enough to send that my way so I could read it. Um, I'm very excited that there's an Ed Harlow chapter. That that's that's what I'm maybe most excited about. Is that weird?
2: That was the first chapter that I really wrote. Like I had little outlines and little yes. words, but that was the first one that I sat down and I was like, I need to know what happened to Ed after mm-hmm. he walked out that door, right? <laughs> um. And it was so fun to write. I mean, there's so little ed to go off of yeah but um i just really wanted to explore what happened to him
1: <laughs> oh man okay good like well, i can't i can't wait to read that that is one of uh that is one of the best jokes in the whole pilot <laughs> that it all closed i also <laughs> would like now i i understand that you didn't write wait a minute actually i don't know maybe you do reference rick at some point i don't know Ah, uh, she
0: she she does and it's <laughs> ca- i'm so happy it's kind oh. of ca- I don't want to give too much Don't away, give anything away. I am not, not going to do it. I can't he's, wait to get he's to, he's to the real moment
1: of it all. Uh I, I I could get the book to Greg Lee if you want. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He'll be like,
0: <laughs> "What the fuck was this?"
1: Did it Just read
0: this this chapter. Okay. Greg,
1: that's all again. <laughs> Who is
0: Rick? Yeah. Oh, I played. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, that's so good. He doesn't can tell maybe, him about the entire chapter on Carmen Sandiego, right? No. That's
1: what I was going to ask. He doesn't go off to start a detective agency, does he? Because if he did, <laughs> extra points.
2: Maybe that's where he went. We don't, don't know. We don't
1: know. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> Man. Uh, oh, I have about a million questions. But we've asked, Okay, so we've asked your favorite, favorite episode. Do you have a favorite? I mean, is your favorite character, Bill, is that safe? Or, is, or do you have another character you identify more with?
2: So I would say that, um, in particular, like when I first fell in love with the show, I really more identified with Lisa. Like mm-hmm. I was in college, I was a math major. I was very career driven. Um, but like inside of me, I wanted to be Beth. I mm-hmm. wanted to let out my inner Beth and, um, I just was never brave enough. So I, I, honestly, I think Beth is probably my favorite. There's just always so much going on with her. Like even when she's in the background, she's doing something, yeah. um, and just like, I don't know, just the, the, the freedom of who she is. She, she doesn't hold back.
1: <laughs> Start making your own clothes. That's step number one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, and probably not based on um, old, tiny bathing suits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the weirdest things that they sell um, on that site where I, I bought my costumes from is like unfinished Beth costumes. There's a couple there that are like unfinished. Really? And like Yeah. Do you- so you could wow. buy them and finish them, I guess.
0: I said, Can oh. you describe any yeah. of the ones that were comp- really complicated? Because I feel like an unfinished... No, I
1: mean, that's just it. They just look like a bathing suit with a couple things pinned on. They still have pins oh. in them is part of the description. <laughs> like They're like, let's get ready to make... You're cancelled. Okay. Throw it on the
2: ground. Oh
1: <laughs> Yeah. Sad face. Super sad face. <laughs> you know. Oh, man. Um, you know Ooh, what? I- yes.
2: One thing I wanted to point out is um, every chapter starts with a quote, like a misattributed yes. quote. Um, in keeping with uh, Bill's thing of quoting poets when he doesn't know who actually said it or what year they were alive, mm-hmm. I just want to say there's one quote in here that is correct. It I is think accurate. I just
1: came across it.
2: Okay, it is accurate. It was attributed to the correct person, and the year is right. But, but is it the one?
1: Can I? Am I allowed to? Well, I don't want to give it away to anybody. Is it the one from nineteen
2: seventy eight? (laughs) Yes. Good. Yeah.
1: Yep. Good. That's amazing. I will say I've interviewed the person who quoted that. So that'll give you guys a hint that won't really. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's Uh, one of them. quoted one of my comedy heroes in that book? Oh no. Yeah. I didn't
2: I didn't even realize.
1: Yeah. It's pretty good. So what what's what in your brain is is season six? Let's run it by you. I wanna know what your fantasy is. You've now written official well, not official. You've written fan fiction, but like maybe the the most detailed news radio fan fiction that's ever been written. So, hit me with it. What do you think season six or or a movie is?
2: Um. So okay. So I listened to the podcast that was about that tiny little bit of season six that yeah. they wrote, or or maybe maybe even performed. they shot
1: it. Oh yeah, they shot it. They yeah.
2: Shot one scene. I would like to think that just like within the first episode, everybody comes back. Like mm-hmm. that, it's that short them wrapping up this whole going, going to work at the the print uh, newspaper or whatever. And um, yeah, just by the end of the very first episode, they're all back. And then there's this mutiny of all the very capable, competent people who are mad that they're getting shoved out the door because these these other people have returned to take back their jobs and maybe that's the first couple episodes. And, um, and then it's just kind of back to the, the same old thing. A very, love.
0: I like that a lot. <clears throat> I feel I like Matthew would have a pitchfork mm-hmm. coming back, trying to take <laughs> over, back over. But. Probably,
1: probably. He's finally like he he's, maybe he's actually finally wearing his outfit, his Huckleberry Finn outfit. Um, but seriously, like in a, right. in an everyday capacity and yes, has a pitchfork.
0: Despite the fact that he's, you know, still working at that office, mm-hmm. just when the other gang comes back, that's when he freaks out.
1: Well, maybe he's overcompensating for how competent all those other people are, and he just goes full dipshit and just is, you know, like...
2: You mean, Matthew was only half dipshit before? Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yep. Because we know he's technically competent, but he refuses to be. Like, there's something, there's some willful obtuseness going on there. Like, he's, he's actively that way, I think. <laughs> I think. Or he's just imbalanced and he needs some help. But, you know. (laughs) What was uh, the hardest part of writing this book?
2: I think the hardest part was coming up with the answers for Bill's very early life. Like, where did he grow up? So, Mm -hmm. like, in the very first chapter, I just assigned him to upstate New York. And the thinking I thought about, I really overthought it. (laughs) I thought about it for so long. And I basically just decided there's no way he's from, like, Manhattan, right? Mm -hmm. But, um, his total disdain for every other part of the country makes me think he was probably from New York state. So mm-hmm. upstate New York it is. <laughs> this is
1: this is appropriate. This matches how I grew up. Uh, not the rest of it doesn't, but that part does. Yeah, no, that's good.
0: What I, well, you, and you guys got to read the book to, to know this, but, uh, what I love is the logic of his mother making the sandwiches for a mm-hmm. month, but mm-hmm. in a loving way. Mm-hmm. And you will only know why it could be considered a lovely way or loving way from his point of view by reading the book.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the other thing too, is like filling in those details without ruining the joke is hard, but you, you do it like you, uh, again, I think I, uh, maybe it's his perspective. Maybe it's that you decided it's got to be from this perspective in this perspective alone. Does it, I, again, I haven't finished it, but is there any point where that perspective wavers for even a moment where he almost sees a, a sliver of reality or is it just, the whole way just build the whole way
2: i think it's pretty much just build the whole way there's a few times that he accidentally drops in some reality because he didn't he he sort of missed the point so he's playing it from his point of view and you can clearly see the way he views it but a a normal person would be like oh no that wasn't what was
0: happening there (laughs) at all
1: (laughs) so good oh that's good that's delightful
0: what let's let's Say if Bill were still around now, where do you think he would be?
2: I think he would still be at WNYX. I think he, he felt like he was the big fish in the little pond there. He wouldn't give that up. Uh, he just likes being in charge, being able to push people around. If he tried to go into anything bigger, it would just make him feel uh, less powerful. And so he yeah. would shy away from that.
1: And he probably same same reason he wouldn't go into podcasting, because, again, he'd feel much less powerful. Believe me, he would feel like <laughs> nothing and he would <laughs> he'd have to do too much of it himself.
0: I don't know. With all the stuff that he makes up, though, I feel like his podcast would. Oh, sure. Like choice. he
1: could become a deep conspiracy theorist guy. like Yes. This, like Joe became in real life. Yeah, he could. He could <laughs> do that. <laughs> You're not wrong. Joe, prepared. the real
0: person, not the character. Yeah, Joe, so the real person. They're yeah, the no. Same. no, the, yeah. char- the character
1: <laughs> The character. might have ended up saying. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, boy, oh, boy. I, I, oh. Mm, Alan, you've read more of the book. Ask more questions. It's on you right now. <laughs> I just feel bad. I, I want to have finished the book by now. I feel, I feel terrible. It's so good. Uh,
2: all right. It's all right. It's um, I all mean, well, right. Oh. oh, go ahead.
0: I was going to ask, uh, so his story, uh, his chapter on, on, on Matthew, I, I I feel like, obviously we know Bill, I don't know if he really has respect for Matthew, but there, there, there's a little bit of love there. Uh, that chapter in particular, though, I don't know if it's just because he couldn't help Matthew, but it does seem like he's a little more like, this guy is a spaz and no one can help. Like,
2: <laughs> Well, I sort of approached it like Bill thinks of Matthew as a science experiment. Like, what could we do to this guy and just observe his reaction? And can we predict it? No, we can never predict it. So let's just keep experimenting. And yeah, he's beyond help. Nobody can help this guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do we think? Okay, so let's let's say... In the pie in the sky, let's say this becomes blessed as canon. In your brain, what happened to the book? Did the book get published and it did fine? Or did it sit in a drawer and wait until after they lose Bill and then they publish it posthumously? What do you think happens with the book?
2: So my my thought is that um, he's he signed the deal. Um, they can't get the money back from him. So they're going to publish it. But there's a lot of... Don't sleep on the footnotes. There's a lot of footnotes in yeah. her from his editor, mm-hmm. uh, where they basically just, when something's just way over the line, like this is blatantly false, we have to call it out. But he sure. refuses to change it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and which is also why I think we get this quote on the back from Catherine about the book being trash. Cause he was like, I will not let you print this book unless you get a quote from Catherine. And that was all they would, <laughs> all she would give them. And so this is, this is what it is. So um, they hey. published it. Mm-hmm. But they weren't happy about it. Okay.
0: Perfect. <laughs> well, even at the, uh, uh, toward the end, Bill comes after the, uh, the editor themselves okay. for the editor correcting him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Good. So it ends up kind
1: of being a bargain bin thing just because they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Of. They,
2: okay. they already paid him. He won't give back the money. Um, so it's easier to just print the thing than drag it through the courts. <laughs>
0: I feel like he would demand it in libraries, but for libraries to charge for
2: it—that right? <laughs> sounds great.
1: <laughs> you know, I would never get to a library because libraries pay about three hundred dollars for every copy of a book, usually, and uh, yeah, I, nobody would willingly do that because he's insane. Wow, yeah, that's 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 how you make your money on library stuff. Is, uh, it's only because it's it's like a multiple license and people... Who wants to hear sure. about library uh, nerd <laughs> stuff? Anybody else? Go on. Anybody else excited about this? <laughs> it's the only way I've ever made movie, money on that movie of mine. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah. Expensive. $300 DVDs. Yeah. It's a weird weird thing. Amazing. Um, yeah. I was going to I was gonna, I was gonna uh, do what I normally do on those Sunday things when I, I uh, don't know what else to say. And I was going to pull up... So I've been scanning all the 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 um mm-hmm. the wardrobe binders. I have all the scripts scanned. So we will have more episodes to do, Alan, um, at some point uh, where we discuss the changes between the episodes. But there is uh, mm, vamp, Alan, while I try and find what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> what uh... or ask an intelligent question? You know what I'm saying?
2: I've got. Um, I could reveal the last page of the book if you're interested. Oh
1: yeah, sure yeah. Look yeah. Look them. And,
2: and it's it's not a spoiler because it's already been on Twitter and stuff. But it says, uh, "You read my book, you magnificent bastard."
0: <laughs> can I tell you when I read that? So good. I, uh, I felt honored that uh, Bill Daniels said that to me.
1: Yeah uh, right. Yeah yeah. <laughs> Bill saying that to your face.
0: Uh, Lord, Amazing. I can. Do you you have one child or two? I don't remember. Two. that two uh what age do they start watching this
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I, we were kind of locked down in the um you know the, the very beginning of the pandemic and the schools closed and i didn't know what to do with these kids so i i would sometimes just put it on in the background and see if they noticed and they largely ignored it so i'm i'm going to go out on a limb and say 3 years old and 6 years old is too young Maybe. to get <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's fair that's fair <laughs>
2: So, but maybe I'll just keep trying each year until I find like what is that magic age.
0: <laughs> That's a good call. <laughs> my, <laughs> my brother keeps trying to get my nieces to watch like Facts of Life. And number one, I'm like Derek, why are you why are you still watching Facts of <laughs> yeah. Life? On, and, and, and they're not going to watch that. That's, <laughs> no, no, they're not. No. <laughs>
1: okay, I found what I was looking for. So uh, I've I've mentioned before numerous times that in these wardrobe binders like the, the one issue is that there's no pictures of bill because along with his costumes being destroyed um they also she also decided i'm gonna throw away these uh polaroids because it's weird it's weird uh she missed a couple i've already shown the space ones but i found these ones the other day and i figured since you wrote a book about bill mcneil i should at least show you let's see i don't know if i can see my own screen so i found two and this looks like he's kind of doing a little dance it looks like Phil Hartman is doing a little bit of a dance right there. I'll scan it at some point and send it to you. But, yeah, there's, there's right. Phil Hartman doing a little dance. And then this other one. It's just well, What was him.
0: wrong with the photographer on that? It was like, no, it was here's weird. what they do.
1: Here's the funny thing. <laughs> to get as much detail as they can and fit the full costume in, they did them all sideways. So that's why Lisa's that way. Um, because there were a, a weird angle. Um, there's, there's another one of him. Just looking off. But there we go. Nobody's wow. seen these in thirty years or twenty-five years, whatever it's been. So there you go. Just thought I would show you those. I thought that would be fun. Oh,
0: That's that. so cool. <laughs>
1: these will get scanned and will eventually, eventually make their way to the website at some point.
0: Lord, by the way, uh, your perspective. Because I I forget to ask people this, but I'm always curious. So then, space the uh, the Titanic-esque ship. Uh, if there was another fantasy episode, oh, what yeah. would you like to see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh
2: man. i mean definitely something with elaborate costumes Mm -hmm. regency like a like a western
0: yeah Ooh, i would love that
2: i would love to see like dave in a cowboy hat (laughs) i think that would be great matthew with spurs but he's wearing them wrong maybe like Mm. on his elbows or something
1: (laughs) wearing the chaps backwards probably let's be honest if that's possible that sounds um, great. <laughs> and, and they're assless, so well, it's got to be censored the whole time. Yep, yeah. yep. Just blurt out. Yeah, I like this idea. Regency, no, wanna, a Regency News Radio would be fun.
0: What uh, about a Thunderdome
1: News Radio? <laughs> like, like a post-apocalyptic? I like yeah. that idea very much.
0: You kind of have a space, a little bit of a utopian uh, society, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sort of, not really. But uh, this would just be chaos. So.
1: Yeah. And, of course, the head of all of it is is you know lord pataki um you know was, we, we all know that he's the one making them all do whatever they do in mad max i've only seen the recent one um did you actually, yes alan
0: i was say, i actually think the, the more recent one was probably the best one anyway so it's
1: very no it's a very it's a very good film it's a very good film do,
0: uh d- welcome to our road warrior <laughs> mad road max <laughs> podcast <laughs> Um,
1: so here's what i wanted to ask i know uh, when you when you get deep into a character especially if you're like having to do that does it occupy your brain in ways that you don't expect at all having to write in bill mcneil for nine months
2: oh yeah it's like i i would have dreams about it like i was gonna ask me talking like him and acting like him and one of the hardest things was to write the foreword because i wrote that last you know i wrote the whole text of the memoirs and then i went back to write the the foreword as jimmy Mm -hmm. and i could every time i wrote it it sounded like bill i was like no no so (laughs) I, i actually put a call out on twitter i was like okay tell me the jimmiest episodes you've got i've got to watch some serious jimmy and i got to get his voice in my head and i i don't I don't feel like
0: I did quite as good a job of capturing the Jimmy
2: voice
0: as the bill voice. I, I don't no, know that that was Jimmy James. That was definitely so. Jimmy James. <laughs> yeah, All I'm mean, here. Hot damn. I'm stinking. <laughs> right. now it's just no. before every sentence. Yeah. I think all you got to think is ah! <laughs> it's,
1: it's like high end. It's high energy, Jimmy, but it's Jimmy. And I feel like that's what he'd do. Cause he's, he's probably got some money invested in this book. He wants to put as much energy as he can into this. This right.
2: forward. He's, he's got
1: to hype it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> so good, yeah, no, it's very good. Who
0: owns? Hype it my- Gujimi. Oh,
2: oh, <laughs> All
1: right, so we've gone over your favorite episode. We know what crazy fantasy episode you'd like to see um who's your least Did- favorite actor to ever pee on the show that's a joke kidding not asking me <laughs> to comment on your least favorite actor mine's dennis miller um let's see
2: I, I gotta say i just ran i don't well not just but a while back i ran a poll of the best uh, guest star mm-hmm. and i started with like the top 80 oh. and um it i really thought it was going to come down to brian possein from mm-hmm. the book reading. Versus Brian Possein from Chalk. That was my oh, prediction. So good. Gotta <laughs> so say that's my favorite guest star. <laughs>
1: oh, I mean that's. It's so
2: funny. <laughs> it's just,
1: uh, it's just his manner of speaking and the fact just he comes across as just so delightfully dumb. And <laughs> but he wants to know why they hate him so much when he hasn't done anything wrong. Oh, it's so fucking funny. Oh,
0: Possein. Oh, I was, I was, I was, that was, that was tough voting. I, I think I did, I did vote for Bob Odenkirk, but
2: yeah, he he took it all. Uh, really, the role in Chalk, not the uh, sure. Doctor Smith role,
0: of course. But a...
2: yeah, yeah, he won it all.
1: <laughs> I still say that episode is a prequel to Better Call Saul. Prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he changed his name once. He can do it twice. There's no reason he couldn't. That's all the well,
2: same universe. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: You know what, I, I'm going to make it my goal to either get Paul Sims, I, I'm going to get both Paul Sims and What's-His-Name-Created-Breaking-Bad to commit that they are both canon in, within the same universe.
0: That sounds like a good goal, I'm behind you. <laughs> There's also... Ah, let how we uh, get of this uh, meth business! We're, uh- <laughs>
1: <laughs> you think Jimmy's working meth on this side? Just- yeah! I mean, you know, he... he, he Owns all kinds of other companies. Why wouldn't he secretly Ugh. have him? He has no qualms <laughs> about these kinds of things. He's not a good guy. He's just funny.
0: What is it illegal?
1: Come on! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, here's here's one. Uh, if there's a prop that you could own from the show, what would it be? Oh
2: man, probably. I mean, like one of the microphones, right? Isn't fantastic! Didn't it have like the little where go mm-hmm. on it. Oh my God. That would be amazing. Or I noticed... a little trinket from Beth's desk.
1: Too. Oh, yeah.
2: It's <laughs> just covered in stuff.
1: Yeah, that'd be good. I- I'd like, you know, here's the problem there's no way to track this. Well, that's not true. There's very little chance there's any way to track this, but it would be cool to know which mic was sitting there that, you know, Phil Hartman was blasting hot air into because I, I that would be the mic i would podcast from for the rest of my life you're right mike <laughs> microphone's a good one that's a very good one because uh, second maybe is the one that we know vicky lewis has because her on air bo- that on air light she has yeah. one from the show and i'm just like oh, oh, oh. oh only you deserve it but i really want it badly really oh, badly.
2: can i oh. tell you i i used to work um for years and years i worked in the in this building in San Francisco, five-story building. And at the time that I worked there, the company occupied the whole building. But there was a time in in the history of that building when the second floor was a radio station. Mm -hmm. And when my company took over the building, they did a lot of remodeling, but they left the broadcast booth like there was no equipment in it it, sure. was, it was a conference room but it was like this room that sat in the middle of that floor and had big windows that looked out onto the bullpen Come and on, i man. used to book every meeting in there and just sit in there and pretend i was bill mcneil
0: ah!
1: <laughs> holy shit oh that's beautiful oh my god that is uh that's commitment right there <laughs> That sometimes
2: I would walk in, this is sort of like trying to like uh, put bait out there to see if anyone else was a, a fan. I would sometimes walk into a meeting like right before it had started, everyone's in there and just like hum the real deal <laughs> and see if anyone would catch it. Nobody ever did. <laughs> so I had to quit that job too. Sure, of <laughs>
1: course. <laughs> Fuck you people. You're, you're you not worth have my
0: time. <laughs> you should have just walked in every time and said, wake up people. <laughs>
2: oh my God. That would have been good. would have have been good
1: um (laughs) oh that's so good you're such a nerd that's so (laughs) delightful that's so so good and it's the the weird thing is like i think the fun thing about reveling about our nerddom in this show is it's a weird show now it's not the same as like if somebody was like i'm gonna start a single guy podcast it's not quite (laughs) that dumb it's it is weird though it is weird that we've chosen this jason that sounded
0: like the the most brilliant and worst idea yep. I have ever heard in my life. All right.
1: <laughs> all right, Alan, I know what we're doing next weekend. The Single Guy Podcast, one episode only.
0: We don't know how to get a hold of these episodes. <laughs> right?
1: No way to watch them. Can't remember the names of anybody except for Jonathan Silverman, who is on it. Don't know what it's even about. A single
0: guy, I guess. Um, it was literally that. about a single guy.
1: Yeah. yeah. So that sounds... Uh... <laughs> We'll call it the single episode because that's all we'll get out of it.
0: And we're good. We're <laughs> episode good. two, he gets married and it's all fucked up. <laughs> yeah. uh.
1: Uh, Lauren, okay. A, you're a delight. B, uh, when we revisit an episode, uh, if you'd like to come back on, obviously you're welcome to do so. We would love to have you back on. Okay. Um, why don't you tell people where they can find you, where they can find your books, and, where they, and anything else that you want to talk about or promote?
2: Okay. Um, I am everywhere on social media as champ horrific Terrific with a champ in front. That's mm-hmm. a whole different story. Um, I guess you buy a copy of Sometimes a Drinking Man. You can get print copies at lulu.com. That's l-u-l-u.com. Um, Just search for Sometimes a Drinking Man. You can also read it free on fanfiction.net. And um, if you search by author, Champerific, you can get Sometimes a Drinking Man and also um, The Walking Dead Files is up there. Awesome. Amazing. Um, I also did write an original novel at one time uh, called Catharta. Mm -hmm. Available wherever books are sold. It's on Amazon or if you want to support a local bookstore, they can order it for you. And um, I'm working on another original novel, which I'm really hoping is out this year (laughs) called Mm -hmm. uh, The Other Twin. And it's also another kind of like paranormal fiction with themes of Haitian voodoo.
1: It's about Jon Stewart and Andy Dick. (laughs) And oh, no, no, no. However, feel free to reference that episode. <laughs> I
2: have to plug that in there somewhere.
0: <laughs> it's going to somehow be in the same news radio universe. We don't yeah, know how yet. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then, you know, next year, if you want, go ahead and write that, uh, you know, Breaking Bad News Radio crossover, and then I'll, I'll send it to both of them, and then they'll be forced to accept it as canon. There we go. We're
2: just um, using our own canon at this point. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's 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 our jobs as as fans and of lovers of things and as uh, creators um you're a delight thank you for doing the show thank you so much alan why don't you promote something you want to promote something
0: uh follow me on tiktok at and a-l-l-e-n-r-u-e-c-k-e-r-t say on instagram mm-hmm. uh you know that's it <laughs> jason what do you want to promote you know what you follow me
1: also uh, at alan Rickert on uh, instagram and youtube or twitter whatever it's called um but uh i can't think of words you know what I will say, uh, it's not edited or out yet, but in a couple of weeks is my hope. You guys are going to hear a what was supposed to be a one-off and will be a, at least a two-episode uh, mini-podcast called Lorenzo and Frenzo, where Alan and I talk about Lorenzo music, the voice of Peter Venkman, the voice of Garfield, uh, the voice of Carlton the Doorman from Rhoda, and also, it turns out just a weirdly interesting man. And uh, it was supposed to just be us discussing him. And then we ended up speaking to his son and his wife. And uh, so it's probably going to be a two episode miniseries. So keep an eye out at stolendress.com for that. So there we go. There's just one thing left to say, which all three of us can say at once and it won't synchronize. But that is. Catch, Catch you
0: later, beancakes! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickert, Jason Klom, and Jen, who lives on the ether. Our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. Subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast outlet. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio, Or find everything in one place at WNYXNewsradio.com. Thanks, Joe. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years.
0: Big day today, ah!
1: Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey,
0: it's my turn. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>